You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the young man. If you want to get your money's worth, stay right here. You're listening to Knockouts and Recounts. And remember, everybody's got a price. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, knockout just three counts is the podcast, baby. Make sure that's the one you check out, because buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby. This is Jake the Space Roberts. Just let you know, you need to listen to knockouts and three counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. What up, though, everybody? This is Kyle, and this is Knockouts and Three Counts. And if you've been paying attention to our social media, man, we try to tell you, tonight's going to get a little outlandish. So before I get to our special guest, that you can see on the screen, he probably needs no further ado. So on tonight, on with us tonight, we've got the outlandish one, Zicky Dice. How you doing, brother, man? Well, thanks for having me. We'll start off there. I've lost count in quarantine, but I'm here to help you because I know it is day 28 as my title reign continues because guess what? The days don't stop counting for the coronavirus, so they just keep on adding up. I'm 0-0 right now as champion. That's, that's a perfect record. Hey, you got to look at the bright side. Perfect record's a perfect record. Damn right. It's the little things. It's what keeps me one step ahead. Well, before we get started, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. I made it nice and simple for everybody. It's at Zicky Dice on every piece of social media platform out there. Um, so go ahead and hit follow now so you can be like, hey, I knew him when. Dev, I'll let you throw your social media out and then I'll get mine out of the way and then we'll be uh, good to go. All right. You can find me on Twitter. I didn't make it as easy as Zicky did. I should. You can find me on Twitter at Devin 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can find me on Instagram at Allstake No Sizzle. That's one word. And make sure you join the Reality Era News Group on Facebook. Where we talk all kinds of wrestling. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the record setting in WrestleMania with zero attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> don't even get me started and zicky's got his own special guest who do we got in the screen with us man is that this is notorious rick flair this is rick flair himself the nature pup and i heard <laughs> i saw Cooper. he was nature out there on that tree out there earlier brother man oh yeah we, I, I had to um well we went on a far run yesterday and we went on another one today and he started limping so i started carrying him like a quarter mile he's 97 pounds and i was good dying, lord so. Yeah, I put him down. And I found like a thorn in his foot and then uh, a rock jammed in one of his paws, too. So I took care of him and we were good to go. He was trucking. Well, you can no, find it's me. It's been my day. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout at Detroit and OK Make sure you're following all the show uh, social media at KO3C Pod. If you're watching it, most likely you already are. So, first things first, man. How is the outlandish one spending his damn quarantine? Well, um, I've been releasing some videos. I dropped a new shirt yesterday. 
uh, which you can I check out that. at ZickyDice.com, which is quite outlandish to say the least. Making some content, trying to stay uh, fit and healthy, and uh, trying to take over the world and get famous. That's pretty much about it. Hey, man, we're in the same boat with you. <laughs> pretty much about hey, it. Hey, Dev, what do you got for our guest? Well, you mentioned uh, you dropped a new T-shirt, man. And the thing I got to ask about is the $16,000 fanny pack, man. Famous question. What do you want to know? What's in it? Because I'm not telling it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I got a bargain. It's handmade, one of a kind. And I might, I might just let everyone know what's in it over uh, over this quarantine time. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm not answering that today. Well, yeah, it, it's not, not more of like what's in it, but sixteen thousand dollars though. Sixteen. Uh, Zicky Dice's money. You know that. <laughs> That's why you guys were begging me to come on the show to help you get famous. That's what I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to save you. Hey man. That, man. We'll take all the help we can get. That being said, <laughs> man, you know. Let's jump into the stuff that people probably don't know. So obviously, this whole thing came about because I started talking a little shit on Twitter, which that's always fun and good. But uh, I was listening to your interview with Chris Van Vliet the other day, man, and you were talking a little bit about your music career and all that good stuff, too. Which, first of all, I'm a fan of your guys' music and some of the bands you were talking about that you were touring with. So tell me a little bit about that, uh, about your music career, your band, and tell me, you know, let them let everybody know how that transitioned into you getting into wrestling. Um, geez, it, it started off with music. I started off uh, playing music in high school and uh, started different bands from there. And then uh, I chose different members from all these local bands and started uh, this band, Heart to Heart. And um, from there, we just started grinding and touring and playing everywhere we possibly could and got out of my mom's garage and onto the Vans Warp Tour and onto a bunch of badass tours um we did that let's say starting 2009 and about five years ago is when i decided to become a professional wrestler uh we were on tour with uh four years strong and come back in my buddy's like hey i think you need to become a professional wrestler so i did uh moved from uh california to Moline, illinois uh trained at the black and brave and uh under seth rollins and Merrick brave and uh davenport iowa and been making a name for myself ever since. I haven't slowed down one in uh, in the bit. But now, thanks to this, I get to catch up and relax and stay home for a little while. So that's cool. So we've. I would like I said again. I was uh, I was watching that interview, you know, and I know you were trained by Seth Rollins. Funny story, man. I've worked out with him the last couple of years at WrestleMania when he's done his uh, day with the Dead oh, and all that stuff. Cool, cool. So. Has he gotten you on the CrossFit uh, on the CrossFit run too, or like, are you just straight weightlifting? Like, I know you said you're um, trying to keep up with your fitness. I did CrossFit um, when at Black and Brave. You, it's mandatory; you have to. Um, so, did that there. I continued for a little bit after, and uh, I like being in the weight room more um, nowadays. Uh, CrossFit's cool; it's whatever, but I like. Uh, I like doing a different style of working out and uh, I just like to lift weights and get cardio in on my own. Um, I feel it's better for me and better um, uh, for what I'm going for. And uh, it's just what I choose to do. Can't be but mad as of now. Just, it's just been going on runs with the dog and doing what I can. Uh, card workouts. I've been uh, driving up to a secret gym. I can't say where and getting in there and getting a little ring time. So, uh, which has been cool. 
I've been driving an hour there and back for that. So uh, in between, so, you know, I've been doing that to stay sane and uh, stay relevant. Hey man, that's all you can do at this point. Cause mm-hmm. hell, we don't know when this shit's going to stop <laughs> every, every day. <laughs> be a long like time. Another update with it. <laughs> so my question for you, man, is like, you've got, Obviously, it says it right in your name with the name Outlandish, man. You've got one of the more out there uh, characters in wrestling right now, which I think serves you greatly well. So first of all, who were some of the influences for you when you were coming up watching wrestling and what got you into it in the first place? Uh, I grew up in a wrestling household. My older brother got me into wrestling. Um, it was just always on the TV. I grew up in the uh, born in 87. So uh you know, late eighties, early nineties, WWF is what I came up on. I love, uh, you know, ravishing Rick Rude, Rick the Model Martel, Mister Perfect, Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart, and the list goes on. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much a huge influence in what I base uh, a lot of my wrestling around. And uh, and you know, I like the bright colors and and the characters, and I like being different. I, I I'm always watching and very observant of everything going on around me. And uh, with all the traveling I do, you see the same looking mother suckers. So I, I take note of that and make sure uh, to stand out. I always want to be uh, different from everybody else. So, hey man, you're doing it. You got that bright ass pink fanny pack. Now you told now you told people that it cost you what? Didn't you say it was sixteen thousand? And that what you said? Sixteen thousand. Yeah. So how the hell did you get yourself buying a sixteen thousand dollar fanny pack? What the hell, man? I know people. <laughs> they don't call me Zicky Dice for nothing. I'm a gambler. <laughs> hey, man. Okay, so what's your game of choice? Oh, man. Anything. I flipped uh, I flipped quarters for $100 a flip before. I've done <laughs> darts for hundreds of dollars. Uh, <laughs> these are these are very true stories. Uh, you name it. Anything. Hey, nothing's let's, off let's limits here, so anything you want to tell, go course, feel free. The <laughs> game would be dice. They don't call me Zicky Dice for nothing. I got you. I got you. So... Next question I got for you. I was listening to a lot of the guys that you had is named that you wanted to face. One of which happens to be a past guest of our show. So let us know. What do you think had happened in a match between you and uh, Jake something? I'd whoop his ass. <laughs> Straight <laughs> and to the point. I like I it. Whoop what you ass. Got? Yeah, we got to get Jake on here to uh, talk about that. But um question I have is you mentioned that you trained with Seth Rollins and uh, you hear about all these great wrestling schools. You know, Lance Storm is known for, you know, his school. Kane has a school down in uh, Knoxville right now. But you, you hear about Seth Rollins school, but you, I haven't really talked to anybody or heard any stories about it. So what can you tell us about Seth Rollins as a trainer? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. You're talking to the top graduate that's ever come out of the Black and Brave. That That's who you're talking to. I set the bar for everyone else that comes through that that program. Um you know, and that, that was my idea going in, you know, I'm the first one to really, uh, make a name for themselves out of black and brave. And, uh, you know, they got some big shoes to fill and it it was hands down one of the toughest things I've ever experienced in my life. And, uh, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Um, I, I knew it was going to be tough going in. I knew that I was going to bullshit my way through it. And, uh, you know, Seth will tell you that he thought I would, but, uh, he'll tell you otherwise today. Uh, I proved him wrong, and I continue to prove everybody else wrong around me. And uh, it makes me feel good inside. kind of turns me on a little bit, you know? <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. But, uh, 
Don't be shy now, dog. You know we don't play that on the show. (laughs) I'm leaving that alone. (laughs) But uh, one thing that I did notice that looking at your social media is that um, you've lost a lot of weight over the years. Was that from your training with self Rollins, or was that uh, just you wanting to get yourself in shape? Oh, I was still fat as shit, I think, when I was there. Um, It was after (laughs) I put on – I still put on a little bit of weight after. I mean, I got in better shape there. put on a little bit after and just hit this, like, Big old funk, uh, depression funk, and uh, when I was living in Chicago, and then uh, got out of that and started intermittent fasting and, and working out and forcing myself to the gym. I started off at a Planet Fitness, and uh, even growing up, like I wrestled growing up, but I never really spent much time in the weight room. So it was more like mat time and you know and running and stuff like that. Um, so I went in and basically taught myself, and then I you know signed up for with the trainer and then classes and different things along the way. Um, so I, to the point where now I can go in and basically know what I'm doing and get the hell out. Um, so it's been a learning curve, but if I can do it, anybody can, that's for sure. And I'm still on it, still on the journey, cutting weight as we speak. So that brings up a great question. So what are some of the biggest differences you see? I mean, obviously you were out on the road a lot with your band, you know, what are some of the biggest differences that you see now like traveling to wrestle as opposed to being on the road as a musician or do they no, parallel it's themselves? A, it's the same. It's the same. It's uh, the same, uh, same carnival, different game, man. Literally the same. So it's That's prepared me. Um, I don't know. Same gas stations, same thing. It's just by myself most of the time now, which is cool too. Um, Cause I know how hard I can work. Uh, but yeah, pretty much All the right, same. So, so I got to ask it because I've heard you mention it in probably three interviews now. So if you had a manager, who would it be and why would it be Joe Exotic? It, uh, it would be Joe Exotic. <laughs> it would It would be. And I'm, and I'm working on I'm working on that. I heard. Did I hear you say in that interview that, you know, somebody that knows Joe Exotic and you were trying uh, to. I, get- I know somebody that knows somebody. I always know somebody that knows somebody. Hey, man. Are you going yeah, to well, break somebody somebody out of jail? There's a lot of things. I, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think that's a knockout and, and three counts exclusive. Zicky Dice is going to break Joe Exotic out of prison. Just yeah, when I need a manager, when and if I need a manager. Okay. But yeah, he okay. would be the one. <laughs> he would be the one. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny because, like, in the NWA group, man, that was, like, the number one comment that everybody kept saying. They were like, is that Joe Exotic, man? He needs to have Joe Exotic for his uh, manager. And I'm like, well. <laughs> and I know you saw that tweet from our friends over at Breaking Down the Ring saying, ask him about Joe Exotic. I said, I'm sure he's probably got plenty to say about Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, man. He's great. <laughs> so he's great. with NWA kind of catching fire with NWA power and all that stuff, like, you know, I was listening to, you know, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to NWA? Uh, <laughs> like how that came about? Funny story. Yeah, I was working at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for on and off for three years and never cut a promo and showed up there early one day and they're like, hey, why don't you get on the mic? And I said, all right. I went and said six words and uh, was, walked around the corner and met Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana. And uh, he's like, how would you like to work for me in the NWA? And I said, I would love that. And then, uh, so I debuted season two and, uh, it's taken over NWA and the world ever since. So I think, uh, it was fate that brought us together that day. They haven't, I think now they started to realize the gym they found and I landed Zicky Dice and I knew exactly what I was doing when I was getting there. 
Well, one question I have is that Dave Marquez, he's a part of NWA uh, Power, and he was also mm-hmm. there in um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I was alluding to, man. So, like, what was it like working with Dave Marquez? And have you guys, you know, kind of worked out whatever issues you had in, in NWA? We we didn't. Did you not see he came out and yelled at me, and now he's posting that now that I'm getting worldwide fame that I'm out of control. I don't care what Dave Marquez says. I don't like Dave Marquez. The only thing Dave Marquez has that I want is the power to book a match between me and Dave Marquez. How about that? My first title defense against Dave Marquez. How about that for television? Wow. Hey, man, you got to get them W's where you can get them. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I have an idea, and I, I'm going to be a fighting champion, and I might just set up seven victories in a row. Uh, the first episode <laughs> of Power, whenever we get back, because I'm I'm staying in shape. I, I'm a fighting champion. I'll defend it seven times in a row one night and then beat Nick Aldis the next night. Wow. So you already hit. Outlandish claims. Outlandish claims. Oh, these are facts. These are facts. I always <laughs> think it's true. I'm Nick taking Nick over the world of man. professional wrestling. Everybody's spot. Everybody should be afraid. Everybody, because... Guess who's guess who's got eyes on him now? Guess who's hot? The hottest sensation, me, me, and I ain't got no plans of slowing down. And so you never know where I'll pop up. You never know where you're gonna see Zicky Dice. Hey, if you're yeah, in the but, Detroit area, man, you gotta let us know. I'm like the wind, baby. I'm everywhere. <laughs> hey, that's the way to be. So something that I specifically wanted to ask you about, you know, I heard you mention a little bit about your want to work with Special Olympics and uh, kids with disabilities and things of that nature. Uh, tell me about where that comes from. That's like a that's a, a a big one for me personally. I work with kids with disabilities. I actually run an exercise group for kids with disabilities here Sweet. in Michigan. So it's cool to hear that Beautiful. from somebody else as well. So I'd love to hear, you know, where that comes from for you. Does it have any special meaning to you? Or like what brings that? Um, well, it started, I've worked in the field for 13 years now. Um, it started in elementary school. I did lunchtime buddies in elementary school. I would meet, uh, I think it was once or twice a month with the special ed class and just have lunch with them. And then um, kind of just fell into it from there. I was just always interested in it. So as soon as I started 18, I uh, started working in the field. I did uh, in-home care and day programs and I worked for a travel uh, agency that uh, traveled with adults with developmental disabilities. Excuse me. Um, I've worked in the high school setting, um, worked with adults, children, uh, and I wouldn't change the world because I hate everybody else. And those are the most amazing people on this planet. And I would, if I wasn't doing this, that's exactly what I'd be doing. So. Hey, man, I love that because, you know, one thing I learned out of the kids I've gotten to work with, because, I mean, I've worked with kids with everything from Down syndrome to Asperger's and everything in between. Yep. And it's like yep. people just automatically assume that because kids got disabilities or whatever the case might be with that particular person that they're just stupid. And it's like they know that you think you're that that you think. Oh, absolutely. And they'll play. Oh, absolutely. That's there. Sometimes I feel like the kids with disabilities are smarter than half humans that got half the humans that got no problems because the way that they can play dumb and make you look stupid is something that yeah, it, it's just I've amazing. seen it all I've seen it all believe me every and when I say 13 let me put it to you this way 13 years and I'm sure there's a million people and you could probably back me up on this no two days were ever the same okay so 
now we've officially got a first, Devin. So since we usually go into uh, locker room etiquette, all that kind of stuff, we're going to do a first since you'll know where I'm going to go with this one. So, okay, what's uh, what's the craziest thing, the or I should say, what's the funniest thing that you, uh, what's the funniest thing you've experienced as far as just like your everyday dealings with them? Because for me, the funniest thing that I ever had happen was one of my coworkers who I give it to the kid. <laughs> He's a good looking, good looking lady. She walked up. <laughs> I had the sister and the brother was with her and I walked over and this kid walks up, grabs a whole handful and then just smiling his ass off. And as soon as everybody goes, Kyle, you can't laugh. I said, dude, she's laughing and it's happening to her. How do you want me not to laugh? <laughs> dude, oh, man. I, mine was uh i worked with my brother and uh we worked with this one um specific child he was a two-on-one and uh we went to this uh this one this is just the first one that comes to mind there's a million that i could tell but uh we went to this big gathering for christmas and it was like all of the schools in the area we all take a bus and santa's there you meet santa and there's like this big old nice meal and you sit down and they serve you this and dessert and there's uh, horns and people dressed up and dancing and uh we're feeding our guy that we're with and all of a sudden he stands up out of nowhere and projectile i'm talking about like exorcist <laughs> barfs over everyone and like ruins <laughs> this event and it's like spewing and me and my brother don't know what to do so we just start laughing because he's just like going everywhere and we're like dude he threw up in this little girl's hair in front of us and we just oh, got him no. and, we, and we left we just got him in the work vehicle because we had our own work vehicle for him, and we left. And this, this, we ruined this Christmas party and just left. <laughs> the, the, we left the bar. We left. We just left. Hey, man, you guys made it outlandish over there, bro. <laughs> uh, that, that, I think I think that was a Tuesday. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So with NWA being uh, all tapings and stuff like that. Um, What's it like for you guys to be taping, uh, like doing your shows in like the TV studio versus some of the places you'll go out on the indies? Like, uh, I know there's such a a different vibe there with it being like the the studio crowd. Does that is it any different for you doing uh, the NWA tapings versus maybe like a normal indie show? Um, well, the answer is going to be yes. It's a little different, but at the same time, the answer for me is no. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more pressure there, and I know it's a bigger stage, and uh, that always excites me. Uh, but championship wrestling from Hollywood, once again, I got to take my fanny pack off to him and uh, Dave Marquez over there and the whole crew um, prepared me for that. Uh, it's, it's basically ran the same exact way. Um, so uh, no, but for everyone else, yeah, sure. Maybe me. No, not really. So obviously since we're all in quarantine, there's not a whole lot for a lot of people to be doing. When I was sitting on social media last night, I saw that you saw that they've, uh, AEW has now come out with their version of a TV championship. What uh, I did, I did. What are your that. thoughts on that, and how do you feel about trying to just become uh, not only the must see TV champ, TV champ all over? <laughs> well, uh, let me put it to you this way: There's only one. Uh, I am the champion of television, and there's only one. And whoever, whatever any other imposter from any other company was, I'm going to outshine them every single time. So, I mean. We can de- we can defend titles if you want. We can put them up against, but I'm telling you right now, there is nobody like Outlandish Zicky Dice. You can go and create them. You can go and pick them from the NFL. You can go and get them from the Olympics. You can breed them. They can be your friends, but still, I'm going to outshine everybody. Um, everybody. No one stands a chance. No one. 
Anyone wants to get in the mic with me? Okay. Anyone wants to get in the ring? Okay. Nobody. I'm, I'm literally not afraid of anybody. Not ashamed. Everyone should be holding on to their spots. It's me that's coming for their spots, like I said earlier. So, yeah, go ahead. TV title, TNT title, whatever. AEW, whatever. I will. So you, I, whatever. I'll, I'll go wherever. Wherever. So you mentioned so you mentioned NFL, you mentioned other sports. So our show covers MMA as well. Is the outlandish one a fan of the combat sports, like MMA, boxing, all that kind of stuff? And if so, who do you like to watch? Well, once upon a time, I used to love it when Chuck Liddell was on top of the game. Then he fell off quick, like, and then I just got over it. So he, he kind of ruined it for me. He was from the same area where I lived in California. So we're just watching that, just kind of crushed my hopes and dreams for it. I was like, it's fake. Next. <laughs> so what if I told you his fall from grace? I was there in Atlanta, dude, and I had the guy that was sitting in the row in front of me. Ha ha, Devin, there's no bell for you to ring, bitch. Uh, <laughs> usually when I say I'm there, Devin's got a bell in the studio that he'll ring. So that's where that comes from. But, uh, but man, it was but funny the night that that you know. when he fought Rashad Evans, man. Um, Probably your fault then, dude. That's what I'm going <laughs> to say. I'm blaming you. out, bro. Fuck, I went there for my 16th birthday thinking, hell yeah, Chuck Liddell's going to knock him out, and then that bastard Rashad had to go ruin it. Yeah, that was, yeah, yep. I think I was watching that live. I remember that. Yeah, but I used to, I mean, I I try and catch up here or there. If it's on, sure. Um, You know, uh, yeah, I don't follow much. Conor McGregor's cool. I think he's cool. I can totally see you and uh, Conor McGregor getting along real well. <laughs> yeah. I like George yeah, St. Pierre. I thought he was cool. George St. Pierre is great. But St. Pierre was good, man. I, it's good to hear somebody give him some credit, man, because so many people want to talk about the later end of his run, and they're all like, oh, yeah, dude, he was boring to watch and all that. At the end of the day, dude, I'm sure that dude, you would agree. As long as you get his, to that pay window, it don't matter. Uh, yeah, but his wrestling was the best, and he didn't have a wrestling background, and that's what's like so interesting about him. You know, it's like I grew up freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling and folk style wrestling, and just to watch someone like be the best wrestler with no wrestling background, like is you know incredible. So I gotta ask too. You know, you've had quite the run-ins with a few of our guests here because another one of them is another trainee of Cess, Travis Titan. So oh, good old Travis. Tell me a little bit about that and uh, what your thoughts were. You guys had a match, right? Yeah, I went back to uh, SCW about a month or so ago yep. and wrestled Travis Titan. You know, he, he needed a little help getting famous. So I said, of course, hey, I'll hop in and help you out. It's the least I can do. I'll let you put Zick Dice on your resume, baby. Yeah. Stealing a line from the dead, man. How huh? I'm making people famous. <laughs> that's, that's all I do lately. That's all I do. All right, Dev, I flapped my gums for a minute. What you got? <laughs> well, uh, right now you're the NWA television champion. And if you think about the history of that title, you got some of the greats in the business like Arn Anderson, Ricky Steamboat, Steve Austin, many others have held it. Who's your favorite television champion and why? Uh, Arn Anderson. Uh, uh, other than this, yourself, though. Other, other than yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's usually Arn Anderson. You know, it, it's cool. Like, I think Sting's another great one, you know. Uh, but just Arn and just listening to like I listened to his podcast before going into hard times pay per view and like just what the title meant to him you know like that was his world championship you know in his eyes yeah. and uh, and I kind of look at it the same way you know that's that's my world television championship that is mine and uh, I'm a, I'm the one that's gonna get it talked about and I'm the one that's gonna get it to the next level so 
And I've been watching NWA Power. I, I enjoy it. Honestly, I think it's some of the best uh, wrestling programming out right now. And one thing I was hoping would happen when they bring back the television championship. So uh, with you being the champion, what do you see yourself, you know, in the next few months doing with that title? Who, who do you want to see? You want to go up against Ricky Starks again? Where, where do you see yourself going? I, I'm, I'm the champion. I, I have a target on my back. I don't care who I got to face because I'm looking at the lucky seven. I want to win seven in a row and I want to get to Nick Aldis. I don't care if, um, you know, it's, it's a shame of this virus because it could have been Marty scroll. I was taking it from who knows, you know, and Nick Aldis, Marty scroll. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get my seven wins. However, I got to get them. I haven't even cheated yet. I haven't even cheated yet. And I am your world television champion. Hmm. I will do whatever it takes to get those seven wins. So, and then I can get my te- hands on the 10 pounds of pink. I think that might be the next goal. Ooh, the 10 pounds of pink. I like that. So here's so, the question. I know you ain't, you can't, uh, you can't um, divulge your plans too much, but if, and when you take the 10 pounds of gold, whomever it may be from, whether it's Nick Aldis or somebody else, do we see you come out with your own belt? Or are you going to keep the 10 pounds of gold and uh, just put your own spin to it? Who knows? I can't even, I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Dan, I'm, I'm sure there will be something. There will be a parade. There will be a celebration. There will be a national <laughs> holiday. It, it will be, it will be grand. Hey man, I, I look forward to it. Cause that'd be fun. I just feel we'll like just keep watching. Be, uh, we'll leave it. Practice. We'll leave it at this, and it be out. It's going to be outlandish to say the least. Very much. <laughs> so you, uh, you know, we talked about you getting trained by Seth Rollins, and uh, you know how you guys uh, met. You know, while you guys were out on tour and things like that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? Um, for anybody that's trying to get into wrestling, you know what are your thoughts on your training at black and brave? And uh, for anybody that's looking to get into the business, you know, like what's uh what's one of your biggest things that you've noticed in your time in the business so far? Don't, if you're thinking about it, don't straight <laughs> up, straight up. Don't because if you're willing, if you're, if you're not willing to miss out on birthdays, I mean, if you want to get into wrestling and wrestle uh, within five miles of your house and be a local hometown hero at the, at the swap meet, by all means go for it. But if you're not going to give this everything you got, just don't do it. Don't. Because I've literally missed birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, you name it. I missed it all, you know, and uh, and I, I continue to grind and yeah, I'm still not satisfied. I've lost a lot of money. I put a lot of money into Zicky Dice and, um, you know, that's that's a hard pill to swallow at times, too. But I've never given up and I just, I just refuse to fail. Um, so think about it. I don't know, but if so, go get trained by a reputable school. And, uh, you know, I, I went to black and brave and I went to what I thought was the best school in my opinion. And like I said, I earlier, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change that if I had to do it all over again. So, so hypothetically down the line, when this happens, it may be, I don't know, shit, WrestleMania 40 or something like that, or wherever it happens, what happens in a match between you and your coach, Seth Rollins, since I know that's one of your dream matches. That is my dream match. Uh, what happens? I mean, the story writes itself. Student versus trainer. So we we, we just all, we said all know you the ending. Yet. So are you above it even against your own trainer? 
Uh, am I what? Are you a? Uh, you said you haven't cheated yet to keep your TV title. So since we know you're going to keep it, or maybe upgrade to the uh, ten pounds. I'll whoop gold. his ass. I'll whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows it too. I'll whoop his ass. <laughs> Punch him right in his mouth. Punch him right in his mouth, and I'll let him give me one too. Hey, so I'm just going to throw this at his out. Wedding. Since it worked for Austin Theory, I mean, it got him a tag team title shot at WrestleMania. You know, we always tell people, you know, if punching him in the mouth don't work. Oh, God. You could always kick him in the dick. I mean. I'll do that, too. (laughs) Dev, you knew I had to go there. I see your fucking face. You knew where I was going with it. (laughs) You got to work it in every episode, man. Every episode, we got to work it in. That's the same. We we just got an episode we're holding. We all kick him in the dick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think becky might have a problem with it but fuck it no i meant you i meant you we we all film it to start off the show hell yeah let's do it next time WrestleMania comes down i'll be at the workout i'll hide you in the locker room we'll just run up kick him in the dick and leave no we'll kick you in the dick fuck that man i got a cup on i'm ready for that shit <laughs> oh I, i'll sign up for that there we go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you on, we can get a few people. <laughs> where's the Where's the team loyalty here, sir? <laughs> Did we get any questions? Then I got I got some nice burgers on the grill. I'm ready to. Mm, I've been mm. okay. Those so we do have some best, questions but. for you. One of the questions that we got in the live feed from the NWA Facebook page was what. Um, and still NWA champion, I guess that's his name. I don't obviously not his first name, but he said that uh, he wants to know: Is there any truth to you being uh, doing any magic, like doing any stage magic? Mm. Mm, of course, there's truth to that. Very much, very a lot of truth to that. Tell uh, us a little bit yes. about it. Uh, I did a lot of magic in the Indies, like here, there, and in the locker room, and in the ring, and stuff like that. But we see it at NWA. I don't know, maybe. Maybe All not. right, what's your best trick? Making your girlfriend disappear. Well, since <laughs> I ain't got <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I didn't mean that in like I didn't mean that in like the Teddy Hart disappear either. I meant that in like the magic disappear. Oh shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired, dude. Shots fired. With that shit all over social media, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. Deb, I'll leave that one. No you. comment. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I don't blame you. Well, we we don't want to hold you too much longer from your burgers, man. So I'll ask one last question. Yeah. Uh, with uh, the Crockett Cup being canceled, I was supposed to be there for Crockett Cup, and the TV tape is highly disappointed. Um, have you heard anything about what NWA is planning on doing as far as you know uh, programming? And they're going to get you guys back down there whenever this is over. Uh- or any ideas? Uh, you know, I had a call yesterday um, with Vagano. We are working on a few things um, to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, then again, it's hard to make plans right now with everything going on, like our shelter in place just got pushed back another 30 days here in California. Um, so it, it's hard to tell, you know, and then, you know, you see some stuff in the news that this might go on until July. Um, man, I would love to say summer would be great, but uh it might be fall yeah i don't know but right. there will be content and there will be um stuff coming from nwa and the talent on the roster uh so we'll do what we can you know okay. until this all, all right, clears so up 
my bad. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I was all done. You're good. You're good. So my, my last question for you, I'm going to piggyback off of his, and then I'm going to ask you a question that we've hit most all of our guests with. So he talked about the Crockett Cup. If Zicky Dice was to enter the Crockett Cup, who would you want as your partner? Man, man. Joe Exotic. Uh, Joe Exotic. I, I had, Joe Exotic. Uh, so well, I was gonna answer. I was gonna answer. Sing- well, I don't know. They had that whole single thing going. If I was to bring someone in, I don't know. I had a few. I don't want to say because it could still happen. You know, you never know. It's a, but yeah, you know, I got I got a few tricks up my sleeve. Hey, man, we got to stay tuned to see that. And last but not That's least, right. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with a fun one. So we ask this to all of our guests, whether it's MMA, pro wrestling, all that stuff. So. If there's one pet peeve that you've got, whether it's in the music scene in a in a dressing room, it's in a wrestling uh, locker room. Oh man, Does Zicky Dice have any pet peeves? We've had everything. Oh, from- I got so many. Okay, uh, one that <laughs> comes off the top of my head is a wrestler with shitty gear. I hate shitty gear. I hate when like I don't care how good you are, I don't care what moves you're doing, I don't care how many people love you. If I see your underwear hanging out your gear. Or like some generic looking gear that you look like, whatever. I, I don't even care. That drives me nuts. Some of my good friends still dress like idiots. Um, so generic gear, corny gear. I don't care. I don't care. And a bad promo. Good God, but I love them. I love them. Um, <laughs> those two things drive me nuts. Hey man, though that's a first though. We've had a bunch of them, but we never have had shitty. We've never had shitty gear. We've had fans not uh, taking a shower and learning what deodorant is. But you've been—I'm <laughs> sure you've been to shows where you see some wrestlers like, "Whoa, that guy's got some shitty gear," right? Okay. And like, yeah, I mean, can't even. I, mean, I can't even argue. If someone that. could invest. If someone could invest, you, I, I just got seven brand new pairs of gear, and I don't know when I'm going to wear them, but I have seven brand new pairs of gear. Yeah, it's an investment, but you know what? I'm different than everybody else. So there's some advice. There's some free Zicky Dice advice here on Knockouts and Three Counts. Hey, man, before we let you get out of here, let everybody know where they can find you one more time. And as, and as always, man, thank you for your time, man. It was a fun no. time, like I said, man. Yeah, thank you for having Cali me. And all that good stuff, man. Keep up the good yeah, work. Yeah, thank you for having me. Make sure you check in on your friend's family. Say hello. Make, give a call. Uh, you can follow me at, at Zicky Dice, every piece of social media out there. And Stay tuned. More outlandish fun ahead. Thanks for your time, brother, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Yes, sir. All right, Dev. So outlandish Zicky Dice, man. He's left the house. If you need a house, check out (laughs) Matt Stransky and Stransky and Company Realty. They're the real estate easy button. Matt, I know you're watching, man. You can check them out. All their links to all their stuff is on our website at ko3cpod.com. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Stransky and Company. Like I said, man, they're the real estate easy button. Like I said, you won't be disappointed. And, uh, hey, man, since we're all staying in our houses right now, I mean, now would be a good time to be looking at a new crib. Definitely, definitely. You have nothing else to do. Go go look up some nice houses, man. And buy, hey. buy a house. Mm-hmm. Buy a house, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> With, all right, so with the time that we've got left, Dev, uh, what the hell do you think of the wrestling landscape right now with all this coronavirus bullshit? And did you hear the news that, once again, Khabib and Tony Ferguson isn't going to happen? 
Well, okay. Two things I, I wanted to touch on. Two things. One, the Khabib and, and uh, Ferguson not happening. Number one, I'm not surprised. I, I honestly, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm like that. That, that fight I'm is convinced doomed. that that fight is cursed. Yeah, that, that fight is doomed, man. That fight is never going to happen. I've just made that up in my mind. But uh, have you heard about who they were thinking about bringing in as a replacement? Didn't I heard it might have been Usman? No, from uh, what I'm hearing is Justin Gaethje. I heard that name too. And for me, I'm all about that, man. Justin Gaethje can go and uh, have him and uh, Ferguson. And I think it would be for like an interim title or something like that. I'm, I'm all for it. Hey, man, I think Gaethje is fun to watch. I'm down to watch it anyway it goes. All I hope for is that whomever takes that spot, man, I just hope that they're safe, man, because my whole thing is this. Like, we all know what's up with the coronavirus, man, and – Obviously, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out that a fight would be the quickest and easiest way for somebody to contract that. So it's. But who who the hell is going to sanction that fight? That's my question. With wrestling is different because there's no sanctioning body for that. But who the hell is going to sanction a fight anywhere? I've heard uh, United Arab Nations. I've heard. So you're going to (laughs) fly. I like I said, 18, I didn't say like it was 18 smart. plus hours. I didn't <laughs> and, say it was I, smart. I just said that this would this is who we're talking about. Well, uh, basically, I'm saying that to say this, man. Dana, just to let it go, man. It's not going to happen, man. The world is in a crazy place right now. You need to let it go, man. It's, hey, man. I mean, I respect right wanting to make it happen, man. But I mean, look at what's happened to WWE, man. Like, holy geez. I know you're not watching the product right now, but. Just in the last forty-eight hours, bro, they had uh, they've had like a whole list of people went down. Andrade went down last night, so he's he's got got coronavirus, or he just not not wrestling. He's got broken ribs. Oh shit! He's got broken ribs, so he's out. And because of that, I know you know the news already, but it opened the door for another past guest of our show, Austin Theory, to climb another rung of the ladder. Since November, this guy has got to NXT, got on TV, got on Raw, and now he's wrestling for the tag team titles, even if it's not with all the pop and circumstance at WrestleMania of all places. So, I mean, hey, man, you want to talk about an opportunist, bro. He might be taking a page out of Edge's book for that one. Facts. But, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't see any fights happening, man. It's, it's just it's too risky right now. and. That, that, so Kellen Andreas keeps no, it's actually Andreas. He keeps saying that man, Vince McMahon and uh, uh, Dana White, they're the same person, man. Just different businesses, man. They're gonna make it happen somehow. But I'm like, dude, you, it's 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 not safe, man. It's not safe. And the other thing I gotta talk about, and, and I might need a second. I am officially done with Mr. Jonathan Bones Jones, man. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yes, I've, I've I've been done with him, and I'm it's. When, when does it click, man? Zicky about that son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, when when does it fucking click in your head to stop drinking and fucking driving, man? Stop doing. Did you hear shit. what he got though? What? What they what they actually gave him for this whole thing? <sighs> Did you Tell actually me. hear what he got in the plea deal? 
Tell me. I, I'm, I'm not going to be pissed off. Tell me. It makes me sick because if you or I did it, like I said, please don't – anybody that's listening to this, don't mistake what I'm saying. I don't want to see anybody in jail. Don't mistake it. But this guy has been popped how many times? And this is what, the second or third time he's got DWI? All he, so all he got out of that, out of the whole thing, even when he pled guilty, you ready? Four yeah. days house arrest and community service. So let me get this straight. We're already on fucking uh, lockdown status. So and you just, made just him do have what to- you're supposed to be doing anyway for four, four days. And then when you're done, go do some charity work. To make yourself look good anyway, like oh, I do this charity work anyway, man. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I just hate it because I'm such a fan of the guy, man. But it's just, it's. And dude, that's that's part of the reason why I didn't go to that fight in Houston, man. Because it's like I'm, I'm I can't. It's I, you can't support ah, it. Anymore. Damn it, I'm, dude! When is it? When, when does it fucking click in your head? Not. Do this stupid shit over and over again, man. And the thing is, man, I'm not even hating on nobody for fucking up and making a mistake. All I'm saying, man, is like when you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and worse and worse, at what point does it stop becoming a mistake? And at what what, here's a better question. Here's a better question. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. It wasn't just you gotta remember, it wasn't just a DUI. It was a gun charge, too. He discharged a weapon. Right. So it's like, what the fuck is it going to take for this, for this? And look, I don't wish pri- jail or prison on anybody, but he's one of those people that that's the only way he's going to fucking learn his lesson. But no one ever wants to throw the book at him. Dana White, the judicial system, they never want to you know, really penalize him for what the fuck he does. Man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't going to cut you off. So that's exactly that was exactly my question, though, man. Like, wh- what is it that you actually think it would take until they the UFC finally says, all right, bro. <laughs> Fuck this! I can't do this no more. Him going to prison—that's that's about it. Because Dana White doesn't have stars. We talked about it last Are week. Are you sure Connor went to jail and they didn't do shit. Who? Connor went to jail. Connor, man, Connor didn't. He got a slap on the wrist too. Well, I'm. I agree. I'm just saying he actually went to jail over what happened, and still they didn't do shit. No, 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 no. I'm not saying jail. I mean prison time. I mean, oh, I know. Like, yes. Oh, I know what you mean. I know that's, what that's you mean. That's the only. And look, and then once he gets out, they're gonna put him right back in that fucking ring. So, and I and I I'm, feel I'm like I'm being such a it. hater right now, bro. But I feel like I'm being such a hater right now, man. But I mean, it just. I, I'm just fucking done with the guy, man. I'm more frustrated than I am anything. And you got you got to realize, man. He was the he was the guy that you know. I ain't gonna say he got me into it, but he was the one that got me going to MMA fights. The first fight I ever went to was him versus Rashad Evans. The second one I went to was him versus uh, Glover Teixeira in Baltimore. So if it like that, that's my guy, man. That is my favorite. That was my favorite fighter of all time. Now I I just can't even fucking I can't do it because I'll, I'll never go to another one of his fights because I'm afraid that he's gonna get pulled from a fight. It seems like every time. A fight comes up, I'm always worried that he's going to do some stupid shit. He gets pulled from the fight, or he's going to pop uh, dirty for the fight afterwards, and they, that uh, fight's going to be taken off his record, man. And then, sure enough, after his last fight, here he is, you know, getting a DUI. So, 
I'm done. It's just crazy, man, because it's crazy to think because, I mean, for those who have been following us for any length of time, you know that the whole way that this show even came about was because Devin was traveling to MMA shows and stuff like that, and I was traveling to WrestleMania and MMA shows, and that's how this all came about. So if he didn't go to those shows, there would be no knockouts and three counts. Where am I supposed to be right now? <laughs> where are we both supposed to be? And first of all, the hell with Spirit Airlines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell them why you're mad, son. Well, I mean, they don't want to give nobody their money back, even though we're all in an epidemic. But I mean, hey. Um, pandemic, sir. Pandemic. What a, epidemic, pandemic, it ain't good. So <laughs> that gives me a good question to ask you. So when we do make it out of this pandemic, because we will make it out of it. I don't know how long it'll be, but, you know, everybody stay strong. We are going to make it out of coronavirus. But yes, sir. when we make it out of coronavirus, what impact do you think that this is going to have on the wrestling game? And what impact do you think this is going to have on uh, MMA? Um, do you think we'll still see people like jump to go to the shows and uh, the fights right away? Or do you think people are going to be, um, you know, a little bit hesitant because of coronavirus? So here's the funny thing is, I think, especially like right afterwards, those first, you know, wrestling events and MMA and boxing events, I think those tickets are going to sell out quick because people are so oh, yeah. fucking tired of being in the house, man. People are going to want to, you know, get out and, and do something, man. So I, I could definitely see, you know, right away, once the, all the, the bans are, are lifted, I, I see, you know, ticket sales going up, you know, out of the roof or whatever. But now do you see anybody do you see anything changing as far as um So for me here's my thoughts on it and this is just judging off of what I've been seeing as far as Michigan goes. Um I don't know quite what it's like over there for you in Texas, but here in Michigan man look that's a click sign fuck the hook'em horns. Uh <laughs> You bastard. Um Hey, you can become a Cowboys fan too while you're at it. Jerry Jones would love you. I was about to say something, but I don't want to insult any uh, <laughs> people from different communities that are watching the show. So, <laughs> uh, that being said, man, like, so for me, here's my thoughts on where we go as far as the wrestling and MMA after that. Um, I don't think, I don't think that there will be a big um, impact on, like the bigger shows like maybe a WWE or a, you know, an NWA and AEW, something like that. Right. My thing is I wonder how it affects the Indies, both in MMA and wrestling. Here's why you and I have both been to very many indie shows, very many MMA shows. The, the local shows, man, you know, it's not, um, What's the word? Um, it's not, I don't want to say as well ran because we've got some very well ran shows here in Michigan, like lights out championship, you know, WXC, uh, evolve all that kind of stuff. Um, right. but, but what I'm saying is it's a lot smaller space. Like think of an evolve, for example, evolve yeah. is standing room only every time they come here to Livonia, And, I feel like you're going to go through a little bit of a period where people are kind of hesitant 
to be all jammed up, you know, like body to body with people. I That's disagree with you. I disagree with you 100%. And here's you think why. So? so here's human nature, right? <laughs> human nature. Something happens. You panic about it. After, you know, and, you know, after it's all over and done, eh, give it about a month or two, people go back to their normal routines and shit. So people are going to be going, I think people are going to go right back to, you know, everything is normal, man. And I, I hate to say this, but I feel like people don't learn lessons from from uh, major events like this. We really don't. History but... history is doomed to repeat itself. So, yeah. And, <laughs> and we've talked about it before. We mentioned it on, on the show today, man. Um, wrestling fans. Washing. <laughs> Watch your balls. Listen to the human tornado. Wash your balls. Wash your hands. Oh, no, that Stuff was Congo like that. Kong. Excuse me. That was Congo Kong. Tornado probably would have said it too, man. But you know, yeah, you know, let's let's. let's, let's all tornado be was too busy careful. getting lap dances from the video I saw the other day. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. But uh, <laughs> hey, but, was uh, it a wrestling ring? But yeah, we just all need to be more more cognizant of you know washing our hands, you know. Hygiene, showering, soap. You ever, you ever seen that, that? You ever seen that video of Stone Cold Steve Austin when he started going off on people like, "You see this right here? This gimmick right here is called a bar of soap." See, you go ahead and scrub that some bitch right up Somebody your did arms, share that video that. the other day. I did just see that. I shared that. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I just saw that somewhere, dude. <laughs> you see this right here? This is called toothpaste. You you put some of this here toothpaste on the toothbrush and you're scrubbing on them gimmicks you call teeth. <laughs> Okay, you just gave me another good question, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Don't have a comment on WWE at all. Good. So, as we go into WrestleMania this weekend, not going to ask you about the card because I know you're not watching it. I don't know shit. (laughs) I'm not asking about the card. Do you think when everything goes back to normal, when we get to WrestleMania 37, do you think that this will affect WWE's ability to be able to? you know, sell WrestleMania like that. Not at all. Because everybody, because everybody, you know, it got canceled and all that stuff. Do you think that hurts them at all? No. The WWE, yeah, the WWE is tough, man. They're, they're, they're the, 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 the hood ornament of the industry. Nothing's going to touch them. The company, the company I'm worried about right now, more than anything, is GCW. Um, they, they had yeah. their, their, they had an issue with uh, getting their money back. Wait, was it GC? No, it was WrestleCon. Yeah. But no, um, GCW, GCW lost well over a hundred grand over that shit. No, I think the one I think I think that one was WrestleCon because they had a problem with Marriott GCW and, and Chris, lost Chris over grand Because I shared I shared the article off the page. Well, regardless, all the the, the indie promotions, GCW, WrestleCon. Um, I think those are the ones that, that you know we need to be worried about. GCW they put out a statement because you know I had we had tickets for uh, the for the culture show and, and Kellen Andrea's uh, st- wrestling stereotype show and that was a GCW thing and they sent an email saying that hey you know we still plan on putting the show together you know if you want your money back we're not, we're not going to hold it for you we're, you know just send us requests to get your money back but we're asking you to you know believe in us that we'll get this show on and da 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 and invest in us. 
And basically, what they from you know one of the articles I was saying is that basically the the collective that the matches that they put on WrestleMania week, that's where they make most of their money to run the rest of their shows throughout the year. And with that gone, those are the because well, they had that, a show almost every day that weekend. No, they have they have multiple shows every, every day that week. Right, like George that's my Gine- point. George I mean, that's my yeah, point. Jo- like they, Go ahead. That, well, that's my whole point. They've got so many shows running, man. If those don't run, holy shit. And then they had to cancel the, the two shows they had uh, planned for Detroit. Uh, the, the Horror Slam show and, and their, their own uh, show. So those are the companies that I think it hurts the most. WWE's fine. WWE's got money up to ass. AEW's fine. They got Tony Khan and they got a network behind them. It's the other companies, you know, you Evolve, your Ring of Honors, your TNAs. Uh, I disagree on that one, and here's why. Um, I don't know if you know, I mean, I don't know how much impact you've been watching. Uh, I mean, dude, they've still got five weeks of brand new TV in the can, bro. But what so, do they do next? Right, but I mean, you've got five weeks worth of TV, so that means that buys you a whole, at least another month. Well, yeah, it buys you time, but like once that, I mean, if this thing goes longer than that, then, then what do you do? But okay, we, but, we, 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 we got but, to wrap this one up, sir. Okay, I got you. But uh, why couldn't, uh, I mean, I don't know that it would be as big of an issue for them, and here's why. Um, because like uh, a brand like Impact, I'm sure they could always get back in the old Impact zone or like the Asylum or something like that and run shows from there if they needed to. The same with like NWA having the uh, TV studio. I think if they're able to get it to where they're able to work in there, even if it's empty, I think that they would still be all right, which is why I think right now a show that's taped like that may fare a little better than some of these live shows because, you know, you have the luxury of being able to get multiple weeks done at a time. But either way, man, it's just, it's a hard time. With that being well, said, well, man, everybody we'll that's listening, another time, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So everybody that's listening and everybody that's watching, man, please be safe with the coronavirus. Please uh, stay home as much as you can. Be safe. Check on your loved ones, like Zicky said. Make sure you check on your friends, loved ones, all that good stuff. And while you're at it, go to our YouTube. Check out all the past guests. You can check out Bruce the Barber Beefcake. You can check out Zicky Dice. It'll be up there soon. You can check um, Ricky Morton out. You can check all kinds of them. We don't got Val Venus, but uh, <laughs> we've got a lot I'll, of them. That was so my sure. outlandish dance. Hey, man, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed because we've got plenty of good content for you guys to check out. So stay safe. Make sure you check it out. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Knockout at Detroit N-O-K-O-U-T. Make sure you're following the show at KO3CPod um, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Knockouts and Three Counts on YouTube. Shout out to uh, Stransky and Company Realty. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I got for you. So, Deb, throw your social media out and uh, let them know where yeah. to find you. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can find me on Instagram at All Steak. No sizzle. One word. Make sure you One check word. Out reality. One word. And make sure you check out the Reality Era News Group on Facebook where we'll talk all kinds of wrestling in there. So, all that being said, peace. Instead of saying, fuck your couch. I want to get off my couch. (laughs) Pace. Pace.